are Locked On Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. They're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day listening to the always charismatic host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer. So please go check out my website, MillerThomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. For today's show, we are talking to Paul Holden of Locked on Rockies, the brand new Rockies host. We're talking about first, uh, this pod is actually jam-packed with D-backs talk, my expectations for the team entering the season, talk a little bit about massive Bumgarner, and we do talk a little bit about Nolan Arenado as well. So it's a jam-packed pod as always. But first, don't forget to follow me on Twitter at CreatorThomas24 for my personal account, at LockdownDimebacks on both Twitter and Instagram for the podcast handle. And remember, this episode is brought to you by Lockroom. Download the app and join me this week, this weekend, as we go live after the D-backs beat the Rockies. Lockroom, changing the way we talk sports. All right, all right, all right. Let's get into that conversation with Paul Holden. Welcome into a great crossover episode a little division rivalry matchup between two historic teams and i get the pleasure to introduce myself to the locked on diamondbacks network and i get to uh introduce myself here to millard thomas our guest and i'm also the guest on his side but hey thanks so much for uh for making this happen for uh for having us meet up and uh talking some baseball yeah, no, thanks. You're you're the one that reached out to me. Uh, you know, the the other Rockies host. He hasn't been here for a minute. The D-backs played the Rockies, uh, you know, pretty soon uh, coming up. So I, I needed to do a crossover with someone. So I was glad to see that you got hired. And welcome to the Lockdown Network. Honestly, I'm excited to be here. I've had a lot of fun um, being here. It's been uh, a nice bright spot uh, for a season that's not really full. Of, of them but uh you know for those that are on our end uh, just uh, why don't you introduce yourself real quick let's just go we'll let's do a brief little intro for our audiences here <laughs> yeah no worries uh miller thomas host of locked on d-backs uh graduated not too long ago from the amazing school arizona state university been doing the d-backs now for i i believe since january of 2020 so uh, about a year and a half now in uh, i think we're probably getting close to 400 episodes. I haven't really checked, but I know doing this thing like five days a week, I think probably not 400. Definitely. I think I'm sitting in the mid three hundreds maybe. So uh, doing a little bit of that right now, doing some graphic design for the coyotes. That's the main gig that's holding it down. So, uh, you know, we're, we're just living life out here and just trying to get through this uh, pandemic as quickly as possible. Yeah, absolutely. But man, that's a very cool. I mean, that's a very sports driven career. Is that what you were hoping for when you when you when you went to Arizona? If I recall, Arizona State is a pretty good journalism school. If I'm if I recall, is that where did you go with that route? 
Yeah, I can't uh, speak to the rest of ASU, but the journalism program, one of the best in the country. We're probably right there in the top three with the Syracuse or Northwestern like that. So, yeah, came out here for journalism, and I, I still do my journalism on the side, do a little freelance for, like, Sports Illustrated uh, on the side. So I, I'm definitely sports-driven. You know, we got the podcast going, doing some sports graphic design. So, yeah, we're all about the sports, baby. I, that's why we're in the industry. Uh, it, it's a fun time, and you get to just, you know, create content and just talk about sports like who doesn't want to do that yeah just the side gig of writing for sports illustrated no big deal there uh, at all very very cool uh it's been a, a blast being able to meet everybody and, and be a part of the locked on network here so let's dive in here uh the bottom of the nl west right now a matchup between the two teams that uh haven't had as uh, much luck as the san francisco giants and aren't yeah. as built as well as the uh Dodgers and the Padres what can you tell me about Arizona right now uh they are battered pretty bad I know there's a few teams right now around baseball like the Mets I know they're pretty battered but the D-backs are up there among any team when it comes to injuries right now I mean Mass and Bumgarner uh we we're not too sure if he's going the injured list or not we're still awaiting news on that but Luke Weaver just placed on the injured list Zach Allen's on the injured list we're expecting another starter to come back off the injured list pretty soon so that's three to four D-back starters potentially on the injured list at one time our best offensive player just came back off the injured list and Ketel Marte but as he came back our second best offensive player Carson Kelly went on the injured list so he's out uh you know, back end of the bullpen has been decimated by injuries. Joaquin Soria is finally back, but Chris Davinsky's on the 60-day IL. Tyler Clipper's on the 60-day IL. Cole Calhoun's on the 60-day IL. So it's, I just ran through all the injuries somehow off the top of my head, but the D-backs are down. Yeah, thank you. I, you know, I tried my best <laughs> here, but the D-backs are battered. And right now, they, they were at one point pretty good during the season, 15 and 13 at one point during the season early part. I was feeling pretty good about this team, and I think they've gone like 3 and 16 since something somewhere around that number so they they've been struggling pretty mightily recently and the offense has just been in a huge slump over the last two weeks so injuries a huge issue and the offense not producing recently has also been a huge huge issue for this team are would you say if healthy this team would be you know in in the running right now i mean i i don't know i've just kind of been trying to think this i can't really think of a division that's probably better than the NL West right now. Maybe the AL West uh, and, uh, on the other side there, but I'm not quite sure that there's a, a division in baseball that's as tough as the NL West. If the Diamondbacks were healthy, do you think that this team would be competing uh, to for a spot? Maybe, maybe not for the division title, but for one of those wild card spots oh, this uh, early yeah. in the season. I'm looking at the, yeah, I'm looking at the standings right now. The AL West is definitely stacked. The AL East, four teams with uh, that are at least five games above 500. So the American League is definitely kicking the NL's butt uh, right now. But to answer your question, if the team was fully healthy, I thought best case scenario, this was, uh, you know, a fringe wildcard team. I thought they would definitely be fighting for like third place in the division. I thought they were clearly, I think everyone knows they were behind the Dodgers and the Padres. And then it was a real question of, are they better than the Giants because I wasn't 
playing no games with the Giants. After 2020, I had a high respect for the Giants, and they're a team of misfits. They're, they're looking at them on paper. Like, their team doesn't look good. They, they don't have the name brand guys, but they just keep producing. I think they scored 19 runs today, I'm pretty sure. So the Giants have been on fire all season long. They're still, let me see, they're in first right now in the division. They're a game mm-hmm. up on the Padres. So the Giants <laughs> can't play with the Giants. I mean, Kevin Gosman is a is a ace all of a sudden out of the last couple of seasons. So uh, if everyone was healthy, I had the D-backs as a fringe wild card team and that's probably that that was their best case scenario i thought they could be low-key competitive but i was probably more cautiously optimistic than anything on this team entering the season we'll be right back with more of that conversation but first i want to talk to you guys about wealth front because investing can be complicated but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years wealth front makes it easy they have the right tools for every portfolio Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diverse, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. All you need is $500 to get started, grow your wealth the easy way, and let Wealthfront do the work for you. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB. To get your first 5,000 managed for free for life, go to wealthfront.com slash lockdownmlb. That's W E A L T H F R O N T.com slash lockdownmlb to start growing your savings. Go to wealthfront.com slash lockdownmlb and get started today. With the ever increasing number of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts your car will ever need in a traditional chain storefront. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto part customers online for 20 years. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto. All right, all right, all right. Let's get back to the pod. Yeah, you know, the Rockies are also dealing with injuries, but I think more so than the injuries, I think the Rockies have just realize that this is who they are this year. I mean, I don't think there's any way around what happened in the off season and what the front office has decided to put up. I don't think you can solely say that the Rockies are in the situation that they're in because of injuries. I just think that this is a team that's not built to win right now. And, and a team that is, is truly going to struggle in terms of uh, offensive struggles. Like you mentioned about the diamondbacks to so the Rockies are, Right up there is one of the team. If it, it, it's been going around today, it is pretty shocking that with all the no hitters, the Rockies are not one of the teams mm. that have been no hit. It's uh, pretty impressive. So, what do you expect for the Diamondbacks heading into this weekend set at Coors Field? And I'm gonna a, a follow up question. Maybe before you answer that, what does a what does a good Madison Bumgarner mean for this team? I know he's injured, but I mean we saw what he was able. To, or we saw Mad Bum be Mad Bum. What could that have meant for this team? 
I mean, it's huge for this team in terms of the psyche, honestly, because he's the only one on this roster making double-digit salary, making like 19 this year, and then he's going to be, be making 23 annually the two years after that. So he's getting paid a fat contract. We took him from the division rival, the Giants, so he needs to produce like an ace. And his first season in 2020, he was atrocious. And his first three starts this year, he was atrocious. If you combine the 2020 season, the first three starts this year, he was quite literally the worst starting pitcher in all of baseball. And and the last five starts, he before his most recent one where he came out uh, early from the game, he was doing historic stuff. His whip was like a .47. It was like the best thing, the best whip over a five start span since like Pete Alexander in 1915. Like he was doing some phenomenal start uh, stuff for this D backs team recently. So having a healthy Bumgarner, I mean, this team has so many holes when it comes to the pitching. I mean, there's literally not one guy in the bullpen that I trust where, hey, it's a high leverage situation. At least I know I got this one guy that could close the door in the inning. There's not one guy like that. Anytime a starter gets taken out, I'm like, all right, if the D-backs are not up six runs this game, you know, it could get out of hand pretty quickly. And so Bumgarner, at least during that five five start span, he was going deep into ball games and he was just saving that bullpen and he wasn't giving up any runs either. He had three earned runs over 30 innings. So a locked in Bumgarner is a game changer for this team. And we weren't seeing that when he first came over here. He was, he was looking a lot more like Mason Saunders, the rodeo guy, than the starting pitcher, Ma- uh, Mass and mm-hmm. Bumgarner. <laughs> I forgot about that. I can't believe that that was a thing that he was he was doing. I, can I, I just one of the things that I couldn't imagine uh, a, an owner, a GM, and a manager all hating the most of, of all the off season activities that you can be getting yourself involved in. Rodeo got to be at the li- top of the list of ones that they don't want you to do. Yeah, I don't think wrestling bulls is like in the job description of what your ace is supposed to be doing. I mean, we already knew uh, what a few years ago. Didn't he get into like an ATV accident or something in the offseason? Yeah. So it was like, oh, great. Now this guy's wrestling bulls in the offseason. There's nothing wrong that can go, you know, nothing uh, that could go wrong there. Just uh, handling four, you know, I don't even know how much a bull weighs, probably like a thousand pounds or something. Yeah. I mean, something crazy. I, I it's always randomly pops up when I'm at work on the weekends and I'm just watching these people. I'm just like, how is that a thing that people get involved into? But the Rockies and Diamondbacks uh, facing off. And we are talking here with locked on Diamondbacks for a little crossover action as uh, we keep rolling through here. Why? I mean, so what do you think it means for a team? Cause I th- again, there's, there's more similarities I think between these two teams than we might think, especially when it comes to a bullpen that that you don't trust. Mm -hmm. What do you think that does for a team when it gets to the eighth inning and, or the seventh inning and the starter comes out, they throw a gem, but then the bullpen is, you know, you're not safe with that run. What do you think that does for the mentality of the team? Yeah, I think it just puts so much extra pressure on the other parts of the team because the starter now, they have to be locked in because they know if they start, you know, slipping and if they start getting crushed early in the game and they have to be taken out in like their fourth inning, it, the game could get out of hand quickly if the bullpen has to carry the game for another five innings. And also the offense, they have to know that the, the offense knows they have to score runs or you can't just have a close game once the bullpen comes in because they're more than likely to give it up. I mean, every game I've been watching, just 
look at last night's game with the D-backs. It was a close game. They were up uh, uh, two to one, I believe. And then the Dodgers rallied as soon as the D-backs went to the bullpen. And it happens all the time. Sometimes Tori Lovello has to leave the starters in longer when they're dealing because he'll have a quick leash sometimes with the starters. And it's like, for what? You're not putting in anyone else that's going to be better than what this guy's doing right now. So I wish Tori Lovello kept uh, the starters in sometimes a little bit longer because uh, you, you can definitely see the cracks in the bullpen foundation when uh, the starter gets taken out the game. Yeah. That's what, that's, what's uh, hard with the Rockies too, is like you, you want, you want the, it, it's just six outs. So many times it's six outs. It's, it's, it's not even that much. It's a five run lead that they blow against the reds. It's uh, just all it's wild pitches that, that has them losing to the Padres. I mean, it, it's just so frustrating when an offense that is struggles or a team that is struggling positions themselves in a good spot to win a solid multi-run leads and they just evaporate in an instant. And you just have to wonder why is it? Are Arizona and Colorado just going to be forever cursed because of where they play their games? I, I don't like to always buy into, you know, just leaning on course field or leaning on the ballpark. But let's be honest. These are two teams that, uh, you know, it, the bullpen's always been tough for these teams. Paul and I would discuss a little Nolan Arenado, but before we get to that, I want to first talk to you guys about Bet Online because Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Got the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC, MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Baskowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, all right, all right. Let's wrap up the pod. Yeah, I think it comes down for the D-backs more money management because, I mean, in baseball, we talk about it. There's no salary cap. You can go out there and get any player you want, but we saw the D-backs recently. they rather trade Paul Goldschmidt, their franchise cornerstone, than pay him. And we saw the same thing kind of happen with the Rockies, but for different reasons. But they traded their franchise cornerstone. And I do actually want to kind of throw a question to you because I just want to know, like, what were your thoughts uh you know, during the time of when he was about to be traded? And what did you think of the package that they got back for uh, for uh, Nolan Arenado? It's a disappointment. Uh, a profound sense of absolute disappointment. I mean, when you're coming, just just to give you the fan perspective, it's, it's, it's a stab in the back. It's a, you told us that you, with the deal, that you brought this guy on to be the guy. And he was the guy that everyone was around. And he was the guy that all the Rockies players wanted to be around and, and benefited from being around. And 
instead of, you know, like you said, instead of it's kind of is the opposite instead of not wanting to pay the one player, they didn't want to pay anybody else to be around that player, which is the only thing he wanted. That was the thing that was the most frustrating when things started boiling over. Nolan Arenado didn't say anything that outrageous. He really, he just was commenting on the fact that the team literally has a horrible track record of signing free agents under Jeff Breidich and did nothing when they told him they would. I mean, they, they, there's just nothing around that, 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 that you can say. Otherwise the team literally did nothing this off season to make themselves better. And so when the thing started bubbling, I was like, you know, I don't think it's going to happen. I think they're going to be able to figure something out. I was hoping that since enough of the core of the Rockies success was still there. I mean, the, the team that made the playoffs, most of the pieces was there. It was just a, let's go out and get a first baseman. Does don't, don't have to be, doesn't have to be the next Todd Helton, just mm. someone that can play a competent first base, get a, a catcher that can produce some form of offense, any form of offense. And there was plenty of options to make that happen. The Rockies just didn't do it. They just, honestly let the ego of former GM Jeff Breidich go, uh, I think run amok. And, and that's the, in, like the, the, now it's just at the point of what is going on because why was Breidich allowed to step away or why did he step away from the team two months into this season and two months after making that trade? What, why, why was that? Why did that happen then? Why, why wasn't he gone before? There's just so many questions. And, and as for the return, it's absolutely disappointing. You Mm -hmm. don't, you don't trade a Nolan Arenado and you don't pay another team $50 million for Nolan Arenado to play for you. You just don't do that. And if you do do that, you need number one, number two, number three prospects. You know, maybe it doesn't have to be the number one prospect of your farm system, but tier one. Yeah. It just needs to be more. And then, you know, I, I try to not be as hard, but Austin Gomber like just isn't going to be the pitcher or the guy that we, I, I just don't think he is. I mean, I love when the curveball's on, but you hang that curveball as we've seen, that thing is going 370 miles outside of course field. I mean, that thing, the thing, if it, if it hangs, it's going to get banged. It's, it's, it's just crazy. Like, honestly, I, 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 I go through kind of just a roller coaster and I feel like maybe I get too caught up on it, but as a Rockies fan, I, I just, I just truly don't know how you're not upset about it on the, especially watching Nolan now play arguably an MVP caliber season at this stage, obviously mm-hmm. very early, but I mean, Nolan's on fire right now. Yeah. And that's one of my biggest issues with baseball. And I've been this point a lot Uh, in baseball. When you have a franchise cornerstone player, I mean, in any sport, we see star players get traded, but in baseball, it's the only sport we could trade your star player and not really get that great of a return back in basketball. When Anthony Davis got traded, the Pelicans got every major asset from the Lakers. They got, they cleaned the house in the NFL. You see three first round picks. Okay. And baseball, you get what mid tier prospects. And then not only do you get mid tier prospects, you still have to pay the guy you're trading. It it makes absolutely no sense. And that's really one of my biggest issues with baseball. Like it's okay. If you're going to trade your star player, if you're not going to pay them, if you know there are free agencies coming up and you don't want to pay the guy, I think you should pay them. But if you're not going to, I think trading them is a smart move, but you got to get a better return. At least when the D backs traded Zach Granke, you could at least say, Hey, they got back three of the top five prospects prospects in the Astros organization so you can at least save face a little bit but I I would rather see teams when they trade their cornerstone players instead of trading for 
the these prospects, try to trade for young guys who've shown flashes already on a major league level. That's kind of what the Red Sox did with Mookie Betts. They traded for a guy in Alex Verdugo who had some injury concerns, but showed some flashes on the major league level. And now you see him in Boston. He's a stud, honestly. He might yeah. be a potential all-star. So I, I think I, I would rather see teams move into more of that direction when they want to trade their franchise player. I, you know, and, and you're absolutely right. And, and, you know, where the Rockies are facing a situation like that right now, I mean, you got to trade Trevor story at this point, mm-hmm. you got to trade Trevor story. You, you know, probably should trade John Gray. The Rockies have to blow it up right now, but the most frustrating thing, and I, and I've hammered this point home, the Rockies didn't need to be in this position. I mean, they, the Rockies and the diamondbacks played a wild card game not that long ago. And you know, 2019 was rough, but it was the second half of the season. That was really rough. They were competitive for, you know, the first half of the year and fell apart. And in 2020, you know, everybody could really throw a, 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 you know, 2020 just thing. And especially the way the Rockies started in 2020, I was kind of hoping that they were going to be a team that just went and made some noise and, and made Nolan happy and, and did something to, to make them better yet. Instead they, they fall off a cliff just like they, they do. I mean, that's just, what's so hard. I mean, especially about this year is just the Rockies shouldn't be here. This should be when the Rockies are entering the peak of their competitive window to see what they were supposed to do. They were just a few free agent signings away from, I think being a team that, that, yeah, you know, it's going to be tough to win this division, but maybe they were, they were a game away from doing it uh, in in 2018. I mean, Mm -hmm. and there's no reason to believe that they can't, but now the Rockies are in a tailspin and last place in all of baseball on Dimebacks podcast. Thank you to Paul for inviting me on to talk to him today. You'll hear part two tomorrow of our conversation. So come back for that on the Best Dimebacks podcast for the best D-backs news coverage and insight. And as always, stay safe and stay healthy. Deuces!